It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. There were a couple of days this past week where I felt a little lost, to be honest, and I had a couple things happen to me that I perceived as really bad, and it knocked me over for a bit, as life can tend to do. But then I had an interesting reminder. I could choose my response to this. When we take our eyes off our goals, or even when we lack clarity, we tend to let life happen to us instead of taking control over the situation. And once I realized this again, things got a lot better. We choose our response to what happens to us. The difference is whether or not we are aware that we're making that choice. And if we are aware, it gives us more power to make the correct choice. So the next time you have something bad happen, ask yourself a few important questions. What's good about this? What can I change? And what can I not change? Knowing the answers to these questions can help us formulate our best strategies to deal with things as they arise, as well as not worry about the things we can do nothing about. Try it this week. You will be so very glad you did. And with all that in mind, let me introduce my very special guest. And before I do, uh, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in to participate. That number is 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Jack Canfield. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Jack Canfield is the co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, which has sold more than 123 million copies worldwide, and perhaps it's a lot more than that by now. Time Magazine has called this the publishing phenomenon of the decade, and Jack is America's leading expert in creating peak performance for entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, managers, sales professionals, corporate employees, and educators. Over the last 30 years, his compelling message, empowering energy, and personable coaching style has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals achieve their dreams. Jack is a Harvard graduate with a master's degree in psychological education and one of the earliest champions of peak performance, developing specific methodologies and results-oriented activities to help people take on greater challenges and produce breakthrough results. His proven formula for success reached global acclaim with his most recent bestseller, The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, The New Standard in Self-Improvement that contains 64 powerful principles for success utilized by top achievers from all walks of life and all areas of commerce. The 10th anniversary edition is available in bookstores right now. Jack is a multiple New York Times bestselling author, and his other books include, among many, The Power of Focus, The Aladdin Factor, and The Key to Living the Law of Attraction. Jack Canfield holds the Guinness Book of World Records for having seven books simultaneously on the New York Times bestseller list. He also holds the Guinness Book World Record for the largest book signing ever for Chicken Soup for the Kids' Soul. We will discuss so many of these things and so much more in today's show. And with all that in mind, here's my very, very special guest, Jack Canfield. Jack, how are you today? I'm fine, Brian. Thank you for having me. Oh, and thank you for being here. It's, It's an honor and a privilege. In fact, I bought the original version of this book in 2005, 
right after it came out in February. And I remember this is the only book I read for that entire year. That's how much I loved the success principles. I was, you know, making marks in the margins and doing some of the exercises. And there was one exercise that you recommended uh, called uh, 100 Things You Want to Accomplish Before You Die. I don't think the term bucket list was in vogue yet. But uh, being a man who doesn't really want a whole lot, I came up with like 50 or 55, and I put that list away. And a couple of years ago, I got that list back out again and was astounded to find that I had accomplished probably a dozen of those without even really giving much more thought to it. So it's a wonderful exercise, and I love your book, and I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you. My pleasure. You're welcome. So let me tell you, or let me ask you uh, about your background, because that's the first question I always lead off with. Uh, tell us about your background, how you got to where you are now, and maybe some of the things that you overcame. Well, I was born in uh, Texas to a father who was in the Air Force. He's very uh, violent and an alcoholic. And so my mother divorced him when I was six because he was beating the children and her. And so a little bit of child abuse as a younger child. And uh, my stepfather that I then got was an alcoholic. My mother became an alcoholic. So I had to deal with all of that growing up. But I was very fortunate that I got a scholarship to go to Harvard and while I was there, I began to discover that I really enjoyed psychology. And I, the civil rights movement was happening at that time, and I decided I wanted to contribute. So I taught in an all-black inner-city school for two years. And I became much more interested in how to motivate my kids than I was in teaching history because they weren't motivated like I was. And that's when I met W. Clement Stone, who was a self-made multimillionaire. He was a good friend of Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. And so I ended up working for his foundation for a couple of years, training teachers in how to motivate kids from all the, you know, all the way from elementary school up to college age to want to achieve more, to go for their dreams. And that's how I got into this work. And I started by training teachers and I started doing corporate work. And then I started doing public seminars and I started writing books. And so that's kind of the journey and, you know, the usual stuff along the way. I can remember in graduate school, I talk about my 21 cent dinners where I was literally eating a, a can of Contadina tomato paste, which was uh, 10 cents and an 11 cent can of tomato uh, uh, noodles. And that was my dinner with garlic salt. And so I know what it's like to be poor. And it took me a couple of years to move beyond that. But that's when I met Stone, he taught me I could do anything I wanted. And he said, I want you to set a goal that's so huge that when you achieve it, it'll absolutely blow your mind. And I said, okay, I'm going to set a goal to make $100,000 in one year. And at that time, I was making $8,000 a year, eight with three zeros after it as a teacher. And two years later, I made $92,328. So that was uh, proved to me that the uh, techniques worked. And from then on, Absolutely. I was a true believer and a teacher of all this. Great. And how did you achieve that goal? I know you tell the story in your book, but I would love to hear you share that. How did you get to 92000 that quickly? Well, I wrote a book uh, called 100 Ways to Enhance Self-Concept in the Classroom. And the book had been out for about a year and made $2,000 a year royalties, which you know didn't get me very far. And so I... Stone said that what you have to do, and I teach this to this day, once you have a goal, you have to visualize it. Like, what would you be experiencing? What would you be seeing? What would your lifestyle look like? How would you know if you were looking out of your own eyes that you would achieve that goal? So I said, okay, I started visualizing a $100,000 a year lifestyle. I made a $100,000 bill. I mean, the biggest bill I had ever seen was $100. So I projected that on an overhead projector onto some paper, and I traced it. 
uh, on this green kind of construction paper. And then I put a couple of extra zeros after it so it looked like $100,000. Put that on the ceiling of my bedroom. Every morning I woke up, that's the first thing I'd see. I then would close my eyes and visualize this $100,000 lifestyle. I would then uh, basically go do the normal things, exercise, take a shower, meditate, whatever. And I did that for 30 days. And then because there's this thing called a 30-day principle we can talk about that NASA neuroscientists have come up with. But basically, uh, after 30 days, I had my first $100,000 idea, which was if I sold 400,000 copies of my book, I would get 25 cents a copy because the book back then was like $6. Now it's like 24 with inflation. But anyway, I said, uh, you know, that would get, get me there. And I didn't know how to do that. But at least I had a leverageable idea for the first time. Never occurred to me. So long story short, over time, I started to see all these extra resources in my environment. And I, I remember being in my grandmother's bathroom and there was a Reader's Digest and said 8 million readers in 37 languages. I said, wow, if 8 million readers saw my book, certainly, you know, 400,000 would buy it. So I sent them a copy of the book and I sent them an article and I, I, I wrote, see if they publish it. I tried to find out what the ads would cost. One page ad in the Reader's Digest at that time for six times in a row, which is what you needed, was $108,000. So I knew that wasn't going to work. I didn't have that kind of money. But right. I sent them an article, which they rejected. And then my wife said, you know, th- when we go to the supermarket, there's this thing called the um, National Enquirer. That's 12 million readers weekly. So I, I sent them an article and nothing happened. And then I was giving a talk in New York at Hunter College. And this woman comes up and says, I'd like to interview you. I said, well, who do you write for? She said, the National Enquirer. And so she interviewed me and got an article in the National Enquirer and that started to get the book sales to go up. And then my wife and I were sitting around one day and we saw another thing that could help us change. Because once you commit to the visualization, your brain starts to open up the reticular system in your brain, which is what allows things into your perceptual awareness. And we had this idea that we could start a mail-order bookstore, have one book, our, our book. And we'd only have to sell 33,000 copies because we charge the retail markup, which is $3. So we did that. And then my wife said, you know, why don't we sell other people's books? So we started, eventually we had a 32-page, or eight-page catalog with 32 products in it. And we started taking these products to university conferences and counseling conferences. And we started making $2,000 a weekend. And then the final thing was I was making $300 a day as a consultant to schools. And I talked to this friend of mine who had gone to graduate school with me. And I said, hey, Hanuk, what do you charge people? He said, uh, $800 a day. And I went, Eight, how, how do you get $800? He said, I asked for it. I thought, well. So anyway, I upped my fee. And uh, first I was real nervous. I don't know if you've ever practiced asking for something you were nervous or sales pitch or whatever. And I would say, what's your fee? I go, $800. And Finally, this guy calls and he says, what's your fee? And I said, $600. And he said, oh, we had $1,200 in the budget. No problem. So the next guy that calls, I said, what's your fee? I said, $1,200. He said, we only have nine. I said, I'll take it. (laughs) Excuse me. So anyway, what happened was as a result of all that, in in less than a year, uh, we made, you know, it was about 12 months. We made $92,327. And we were not like disappointed that we didn't hit 100 we were blown away and then my wife said what well, do you think it would work for a million so we put a million dollar bill on the uh, ceiling it took us a few years but uh, I, I have a royalty check I show 
when I do my seminars for $1,138,000, which represented one quarter of royalties for the first Chicken Soup for the Soul book. Wow. That is an amazing story. We've got less than a minute to our first break. My very, very special guest this week is Jack Hanfield, who uh, co-authored the Chicken Soup for the Soul books and his uh, uh, revised edition of the Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, is now available in bookstores everywhere, and I'm sure you could probably get it on his uh, website, too, at jackcanfield.com. We will be coming right back after the break, and we will talk about so many things that are in this book. This is one of my favorite books of all time. I have the audio program, too. In fact, I was listening to it in the car this weekend, and I will ask Jack a lot of questions, such as, how did you decide to write the book? How do you go about accepting responsibility for your life? How do you create an uncreate fear in your life? Uh, how do high achievers think differently from everyone else? Amazing questions that I'm looking forward to hearing the answers to, and we will come right back after the break. Please don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We've started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jack Hanfield. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook. My page is Success Profiles Radio. 
You can download and subscribe to Success Profile Radio on iTunes for free anytime you want. You can also go on Amazon in the Kindle store and pick up my book, Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales, which featured interviews with Jeffrey Gittimer, Eric Lawholm, and Scott Lopez. I also have a book writing coaching program. If you want to look into that, you can go onto my site, briankwright.com, and go to the coaching page. And if you want to leave an inquiry about that, I would be more than happy to talk to you about how to help you write your book. So, Jack, let me ask you, uh, you talked a little bit about um, how you decided to, to write uh, your first book. How did the idea for the success principles come about to you, and what inspired you to go ahead and do that? Well, basically, I was at a place where I had achieved uh, outrageous success. I mean, I was making $6 million a year off the Chicken Soup for the Soul royalties. Yeah. I had spoken in over 47 countries. Our books were in all languages around the world. And now we've got 500 million chicken soup books for sold. You know, that's a half a billion books. And so I was just saying, I want to give back somehow. And I have been studying success and teaching success ever since, you know, 1968 with W. Clement Stone. And I had never really captured all that in a book. And so I sat down and said, if I could write a book, it would be the book that if people only read one book in their whole life, that would transform their life and give them everything they needed to be success. Not their professional information like how to be a doctor or how to be a lawyer, but all the psychological and, and, and all the action steps that you would need to take just from that level. What would that book look like? And so I ended up outlining it in bed one morning, and it was about 114 principles that I'd used in my life. And, of course, that was way too many for a book, so I cut it down. And I worked with my editor, and, and we got down to the point where we thought 64, and now with the reissue, it's 67, because we have a new whole section on success in a digital age. When I wrote this book, LinkedIn and Facebook and crowdsourcing and crowdfunding and all that really wasn't known then, and so we added that. But basically, these are universal principles that have applied through all time. And so I sat there, and I said, okay, what 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 – has got me where I am. I'm, I'm super successful. And then I said, but what if this is just unique to me? So then I interviewed 75 of the most successful people in North America, everyone from Oscar winning actors to platinum songwriters, to generals in the army, to top salespeople, to entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, etc., to make sure these weren't just idiosyncratic to me, but they were in fact universal and it proved out to be that way. And in that first book, all the store, all the principles I illustrated with their stories. What's exciting about the 10th anniversary edition, Brian, is that now almost every principle is illustrated by someone who read the first book, like yourself, applied yeah. those principles, and actually created a life of success that's outrageous now. I'll just tell you one story, then you can ask me some other questions. But I was in sure. Manila in the Philippines about five years ago, and a guy came to interview me at the bookstore before the day I was going to do a seminar. And at the end of the interview, I said, John, that's the best interview ever. Uh, how long have you been doing this? He said, oh, you're my first interview. I said, that's impossible. He said, no, it isn't. I said, well, what have you been doing up till now? Turns out he had a restaurant. The restaurant went bankrupt. He was uh, living on people's, you know, was couch surfing on his friend's couches. He had no apartment. He had no car. He had to sell it for money. I said, John, how much money do you have? He said, I've got $3.28. That's my total cash assets. I gave him a $20 bill so he could buy dinner. I bought him a copy of my book for the bookstore because I didn't have one of my own to give him. And I said, I'll be back in a year. I want to hear from you. Came back about two years later, and in walks John in a suit with a gold a big emblem on his suit uh, jacket. He's got six guys behind him with the polo shirts on that all have the same logo. It turns out John 
had read my book, and he was now the number one motivational speaker in the Philippines. He was making over a million a year. He had two cars, two apartments, one at the beach, one, one downtown. He had a radio show and a TV show. He had a book coming out, and he was averaging 600 to 1,000 people at each of his seminars, which he put on once a week. I said, John, how would you do that? He said, I read your book. I did everything in it. I said, if, if this guy's life is so successful, mine's not. I'm going to do everything he says for one year. I don't think I know anyone who did every single principle all year long. And, wow. and, and now he's a multimillionaire and has his own TV show and is a big, big guy in, in, Austra- in the um, Philippines. Wow. And it's all because he read the book and applied it. It's not enough to know this stuff. You have to do it. And John did it. Yeah. That is absolutely phenomenal. I love that story. And to piggyback off of something you said earlier, your book has been revised to include stories who have read the book. I had Heather O'Brien Walker on my show last year, and she mentioned that she was going to be in this new edition. I said, oh, there's going to be a 10th anniversary edition? That's cool. And she told the whole story, and it was just amazing. She's a sweetheart. I just adore her, and wow, what an inspiration she is. And if you haven't, pick, pick up the book. Jack Canfield's book, The Sex Principles, How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. Heather O'Brien Walker's story is fantastic, and so are so many of the stories. In fact, the first time I'd ever heard of Tim Ferriss was when I read about him in your first edition. I didn't know who he was. Then I looked him up. I'm like, oh, this guy's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, he's a great example of ask, ask, ask. He asked me to come up and speak at the Silicon Valley Startup Entrepreneurs Association. And the reason he did it was he wanted to meet me. And he knew if he did that, I'd have to have dinner with him. And then he asked me yeah. to be his mentor and help mentor him to do a best-selling book. And, of course, he's gone on to do way more than that now. And, um, it, but, you know, it's just ask, ask, ask is one of my principles. And he had the, the courage to just ask me to be his mentor. And a lot of people think about it, but very few people ever do it. Absolutely. One of the first principles you talk about really early on in your book is about the idea of accepting complete responsibility for your life. A lot of people just prefer to sit back and blame the world for their problems. So how can doing this change what we achieve? I know there's a very specific formula you share about affecting the outcomes we get in life. Well, the formula is E plus R equals O. And it's everything in the book, everything in my life is based on this, that there are events in your life. That's called just what happens. There's your response to that event. The word responsibility means the ability to respond, the ability to change my response if it's not working. And E plus R, event plus your response equals outcome. So one of the events that happened recently was the recession. A lot of people lost their homes. A lot of people lost their jobs. Some people got rich. So it's the same event. But people responded differently, and that produced a different outcome. When I teach my seminars, I'll pick on some woman in the first row, and I'll say, if I said to Sandy here, you're the, um, you know, of all the people I've ever met in my entire life of working with millions of people in seminars, you're the biggest idiot I've ever met, how many people think that would lower her self-esteem and everyone raises their hand? And I say, well, it really isn't what I say to Sandy. It's what Sandy says to Sandy after I stop talking, her response to that event. She might just say, oh, my God, he's only known me 20 minutes. How do you figure it out so fast? Her self-esteem will go down. She might say, Canfield has a perceptual handicap. He doesn't recognize talent when he sees it. Her self-esteem would say the same. Or she might say, wow. He's been looking at me a lot. He's been kind of paying more attention to me than everyone else. Maybe he has a little crush on me. He knows I can take this. Her self-esteem could even go up. So it's never what anyone says or does to you, whether it's the environment, the job, the economy. It's what you do in response. And the only three things you have a, a, a ability to be responsible for are your thoughts, 
the images you hold in your head, that's the visual thoughts, and your behavior, which includes what you say and what you do. And what I do in the book, The Success Principles, is I teach people what are the thoughts that winners think, what are the images that winners hold in their mind, and what are the actions and behaviors that winners do that other people don't. And that's really all it's about. It's about having studied successful people, including myself, and then said, okay, how do they act differently? How do they think differently? How do they image differently? And then turning that into a program, it's basically a system that's guaranteed to give you success. What I promise people is if you read the book, within three years or less, most students do it in two and many do it in one, you can double your income, double your time off, and have more balance in your life and more spiritual fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's, that's great. And I'll tell you what, when I did my list that I was alluding to a little bit earlier in the show, one of the things that I wanted to do was to have this radio show. And it's, it's so interesting. I put the list away for a while and I came back to it. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing this. So, yeah, so this stuff works. I mean, you're intending, and we'll talk about the law of attraction later in the show because I know you were in the secret and I know that the law of attraction is a huge part of what you teach. Um, we've got probably maybe three minutes to our next break. So let me ask you this. How do we create fear in our lives and how do we uncreate it? Well, fear is created by imagining bad things are going to happen to you in the future. You know, you've heard of fantasized experiences appearing real, future experiences appearing real, whatever. And so what happens is we have, and mostly it comes from the past, where we had experiences where maybe we got laughed at when we were giving a speech in school, or we asked a girl to go out and she made fun of us in front of her other girlfriends. And so our ego says, I never want to have that happen again. So when we see an, another experience like that, we go into visualizing a terrible thing's going to happen and then we don't do it. So there are a couple ways to get through fear. Number one, visualize a positive outcome instead of a negative outcome. Number two, we'll stay in the present moment instead of going into the future because nothing bad's happening now. And the third thing is you can use things like tapping, uh, which is EFT tapping, where you tap on nine acupuncture points while you experience thinking about the fear. I wrote a book called Tapping into Ultimate Success with a tapping expert where we looked at all the issues that come up for people when they read the success principles about fear of rejection, fear of failure, you know, fear of taking responsibility, uh, fear of losing face, whatever it might be. And we have protocols for how to tap through those, including tapping through the internal self-critical, you know, your inner critic, your inner judge kind of voice. So basically... Uh, you know, fear is something that basically, it's just in your head. That's the thing we have to remember. It's not really out there. It's in us. And once you, uh, you know, you can also feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, the idea that you're afraid and you just do it. Like I took Tony Robbins's workshop where you walk on burning coals. And we were all afraid. And, yeah. you know, we learned to look up instead of down, which takes you up into your upper, you know, rational mind not into your fear mind we learn to say cool moss instead of burning coals and we learn to uh you know believe that we were going to get to the other side and then with all that going on you just walked and nobody got burned you know so it's you you get off the fire and you go oh my god what else have i been scaring myself about and so yeah. basically we just have to think about the positive visualize what we want not what we don't want and the fear disappears wow that's absolutely incredible. I love that. Think about what you want, not about what you don't want. And I'll tell you what, that is so absolutely important. We are coming up against our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
We're talking to Jack Canfield today. His book is called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. The 10th anniversary edition is out now. It's available in bookstores. It's available online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, what have you. And, of course, you can go to jackcanfield.com to find that and any other resources of his that you would like to partake in. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us and don't go away. We'll be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more. And that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with lessons in joyful living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jack Canfield. His book is called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. The 10th Anniversary Edition is available now. And so, Jack, I'd like to ask you next, how do high achievers think differently from everyone else? Because certainly there are certain habits and certain patterns and certain things that successful people do that unsuccessful people, relatively speaking, don't do. So let's talk about that. Well, one we kind of mentioned briefly, they focus on what they want, not what they don't want. They focus on their outcomes, not their obstacles. When they see obstacles, they don't see them as like stop signs. They see them as caution signs and then as something to solve. 
I remember interviewing an 11 year old boy who uh, was uh, born with no arms from the elbows down, no legs from the knee down, and yet with prosthetic legs and prosthetic arms. And one of those arms had a, l- a lacrosse stick cage on the end of his arm, which is the little net that they throw the ball back and forth with. And uh-huh. he ended up being the pitcher on his little league team in New York that came in second in the state championships. And when I was interviewing him, he said, it's not an obstacle. It's simply a challenge to be solved. He said, you always have to have your eye on the prize. Know what you want. That's an 11-year-old boy. Now, I don't know whether he had positive parents or came in with that attitude or what up. But nevertheless, he was totally clear that whatever he wanted to do, he could do it. You know, I meet people all the time with all kinds of physical handicaps who are achieving at much greater levels than people who are, you know, that don't have these handicaps because they believe they can. And and that's really the, the, the point. You have to believe you can rather than you believe you can't. I tell a story about a guy uh, named Cliff Young in Australia who was uh, 61 when he showed up at a a race that was a 641-kilometer race. It normally takes about six and a half days to run. And there were all these elite young runners, and he was 61. He didn't dress like a normal runner. He was wearing construction boots, overalls, and a baseball cap. And they said, you know, you are, have you ever run a marathon before? He said, no. A 10K? No. What makes you think you can do this? He said, well, I'm a farmer. I get up early. I'm vegetarian. I'm healthy. I go to bed when the sun goes down. I, I often have to chase my sheep. I, sometimes I'll run for two days without sleep. And they finally let him do it. To make a long story short, he had a secret that no one knew about. And that is that he never talked to a runner. He never talked to Runner's World magazine, never talked to an elite coach. He didn't know you're supposed to sleep when you do a five-and-a-half-day, six-and-a-half-day race. So basically, he ran nonstop for five-and-a-half days and broke the record by 12 hours. And so the point is it's not what you don't know. It's what you do know that's wrong. Most of us are walking around based on, oh, that's never been done before. This is the way it's always done. No one ever broke a four-minute mile. No black person ever became president, you know, that kind of thing. And so successful people believe they can do it no matter what. You look at, you know, Taylor Swift, who's making, you know, $50 million a year when she was about 20. And she just had this belief that she could do anything she wanted. She got her parents to move to Nashville when she was about 11 years old because she knew she wanted to be in that arena. And so the other thing is most of us, when things happen, we go, why me? And what what successful people do when bad things happen is they go, what do I need to do to get past this? They don't complain. They don't blame. They don't make excuses. They're always thinking about what's my goal? How do I get there? Who can I ask to help me? And, uh, you know, they delegate. They are uh, they, they, they persevere. They never give up. Um, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul was rejected by 144 publishers. We never gave up. Most people would quit after 50. And we would, we would have self-published if we had to, but we were lucky we didn't have to do that. But, you know, uh, I'll give you an example of a positive thought. Uh, I put this in Chicken Soup for the Writer's Soul because I know you train writers how to write books. Uh, Barbara Kingsolver, who wrote the, the, the um, Poisonwood Bible, great, great woman, said, I'm paraphrasing, something to the effect of, when your precious manuscript comes back rejected, it doesn't mean it's no good. It means that the acquisition editor who will love your book does not live at this address. So keep on sending it out. And that's the problem. Most people, when they have a few failures, they give up. 
One last thing is that successful people know that everything is a first draft. They know that it's probably not going to work out the first time. I think Brian Tracy has a wonderful quote. He says, we are try, fail, learn, 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 try, succeed machines. And many of us, instead of just learning from the failures, we give up because we think we can't do it. We're, not, we're somehow damaged. We're not smart enough, intelligent enough, rich enough, well-connected enough. And so it's just a matter of believing you can do it no matter what and then continuing until you get the result. Yeah, that is phenomenal, phenomenal advice. And, boy, if, if you all want to hear that again, listen to the replay when it's available. You can go to successprofilesradio.com and do that. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you want. Let's talk about changing our financial temperature and breaking out of our comfort zone. Uh, we, A lot of us are used to making a certain amount of money per year, and you shared an example earlier about how you broke through that. So how do you break through that comfort zone and think, you know, maybe I actually am capable of making more money than this. I'm not doomed. To, to make whatever this is uh, for the rest of our lives. So how do you go about uh, breaking out of your comfort zone financially? Well, most of us let our past determine our future. Even when I work with corporations, if they have a, you know, let's say they made $10 million last year or $100 million last year, what most corporations will do is say, well, let's make, let's make 10% more next year or 20% more. So they set their goal based on the past. You know, what we did in the past, we'll add a little. Instead of saying, well, what do we really want? What, what would be you know, ideal? What would make our hearts sing? What's our vision of our ideal life? And so the idea is the same thing with money. It would be ask, how much money do you really want to earn, save, invest, etc.? What do you want your net worth to be? What do you want your cash flow to be? All of that. Net profits, profits, etc. And so it's just a matter of making a choice, deciding what that is. Now, for most people, that means you're going to be uncomfortable. You know, like when I first moved to Los Angeles, I was buying $38 shirts at, at, at Nordstrom's. And a friend of mine took me to a, a boutique in Beverly Hills and he bought a $120 shirt. And I thought, whoa. But I didn't want to be a wuss, so I bought one too. And then I, I noticed whenever my shirts would come back, that was always the first one I wanted to wear. It was better tailored, it looked more stylish, etc. And so my comfort zone started to change because it got more comfortable with that, even though I was uncomfortable at first. So there are many people who won't even walk into a high-end jewelry store because it makes them feel uncomfortable. So what we have to do is two things. Number one, decide what you want and then start visualizing. Again, we said this earlier, affirm. Like I started affirming I am easily and happily earning and investing $100,000 a year. That's when I was making 8000 once we made 8000 I'm happily depositing my million-dollar royalty check from my publishing company. became my next one. Uh, this year, you know, I'm, I'm happily uh, depositing my $8 million in personal income. Now, for my company, it'll be 25 but for me, it's $8 million. That's just a little bit above the six that I normally make. So uh, basically, and then the other thing that I've learned is really cool is it's called a 10 times multiplier. Dan Sullivan teaches this. I remember when I was making 60000 a year, I never thought I could make 600000 But when I made 600000 I never thought I could make $6 million. And when I was making $6 million, Dan challenged me to set a goal to make $60 million. And he said, when you were making six hundred, you know, when you were making sixty, you didn't think you'd make six hundred, but you did. When you were making six hundred, you didn't think you'd make six million, but you did. And so you know you can ten times your income. So when I set that goal, about three years later, we sold one of my companies for sixty-three million dollars. So the idea is just a choice. 
uh, General Wesley Clark, when I interviewed him for the book, said it doesn't take any more time or effort to dream a bigger goal. In other words, it doesn't burn up more calories. You don't have to squint your eyes and you know when you're when you're make your brain work harder. You simply add another zero. You don't have to know how. Just like I don't know have to know how to get to where you are. You live in mm-hmm. Phoenix somewhere. I can just put right. that address in my GPS system and my car will figure it out. The same thing is true for your brain. Your brain will start to come up with ideas. You'll start to see things in your environment. And with the law of attraction, you'll start attracting people, ideas, and opportunities to you that you can then act on. But you have to act on them. And so we, we, we change our comfort zone primarily by visualizing so we get comfortable experiencing in this virtual reality that which we want to create. So if my goal is to make $8 million, I visualize $8 million, I visualize my tax return, I visualize what I'm going to be doing with that money, so I visualize it until I get comfortable with it because the brain cannot tell the difference between a real event and an imagined event. And so if I visualize this a hundred times, my brain begins to think that's the reality. And then it just naturally does those things it needs to do and comes up with the creative ideas it needs to come up with. And the last thing you can do is put yourself in the places that you visualize. So maybe you can't afford to stay at a Ritz-Carlton where it's $750 a night, but you can certainly go there into the lobby bar and have a drink. You could certainly go there and say, I'm going to be having a wedding and I'd like my parents to stay here. Could you show me one of the rooms? We were just in Dubai, Patty Aubrey, the president of my company and myself, and there's a hotel over there called the Burj Al Arab. And it's the only seven-star hotel in the world. And we got to go up to the presidential suite, which rents out for $20,000 a day, has gold inlay on all the tile in the bathroom. Uh, you know, beautiful murals everywhere. The furniture's to die for. The the doors are all inlaid wood. And we got to spend two hours in that room taking videos of ourselves, lying on the bed, sitting in the bathroom, etc. Just getting used to what it would be like to be able to spend $20,000 a day for a hotel room. And so we can act as if and do all kinds of things to give ourselves that experience. Why not go test drive a Mercedes or a Maserati or a BMW? They're not going to let you not do it. And then you get used to what it feels like. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. I I love that. And I know that in your book, too, you talk, I think, yeah, you did share an example about if you are are not used to the idea of staying at a ritzy place, just go spend some time in the lobby and watch people interact. I mean, they're people just like you are. It's just that they you know, perhaps have intended something different in their life or they're doing something differently, but just get used to being in the atmosphere like you just talked about. And I, I, I love that. I would love to see that room. That would be absolutely amazing. If I ever get to Dubai, that would sound like a really fun time. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this hour is going. We're talking with Jack Canfield, and I do want to ask about the law of attraction in our final segment and, and also about how to handle rejection and feedback and how to ask for something. So we've got a lot of stuff left to talk about. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please don't go away. We will be right back after this break. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very, very special guest this week is Jack Hanfield. His book is The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. The 10th Anniversary Edition is available right now. And Jack, you did mention the law of attraction earlier, and you are one of several uh, experts who are featured in the book and the movie called The Secret, which I love and I've read and I've watched multiple times. It's about the law of attraction for those of you that have not seen or read The Secret. It's all about how you can manifest what you want in your life. And a lot of us who probably listen to this show or pay attention to personal development on a fairly regular basis are probably familiar with the law of attraction. The thing that I want to ask, though, is sometimes people say, this didn't work for me. What are some reasons why the law of attraction doesn't work, or what are some reasons why we don't get what we think we're trying to manifest? Well, the three things I've seen that most stop people from uh, getting what they want through the law of attraction is, number one, they have subconscious limiting beliefs that are contradictory to their desire. Uh, Just to give you an example, there are a lot of women who are overweight, and I mean extremely overweight, and often from my experience, both I was a psychotherapist once and also in my public seminars, I find that often they're the victims of sexual abuse of some kind. And so when they put on all that weight, subconsciously they feel like they won't be uh, attacked anymore because they're not that attractive. And yet at a conscious level, they really want to be attractive and they want people in their life. They want to be healthy and wear good clothes and all that. So when they start to lose weight, something takes over and it sabotages them. So we have to learn how to to, um, surface those limiting beliefs. And there's a number of techniques I teach. One is to just focus on what it is you want. Close your eyes. Notice what and you scan your body, you notice, is there a, a place of tension or tightness in your body? And invariably, everybody finds one. It could be a tension in your stomach, a bar of tension across your back, your neck, whatever it might be. And then we look at really exploring that in terms of how big is it, how wide is it, what, you know, does it feel warm or dry? We go through all those different characteristics, and then we say, 
go back in time to the earliest time you can remember feeling that same sensation and that same feeling. And invariably, they go back to somewhere between three and eight where they made a decision that they're not enough. They can't have money. Sex is bad. Relationships are dangerous. I'm not smart enough, you know, whatever it is. And those beliefs then can be healed in that moment by going back as your adult self and helping your younger child internally uh, basically, you know, understand that this wasn't personal, that your dad was just drunk or your mom didn't know any better. You know, they didn't really mean it in a sense. And so basically we can heal those. Also, there are other techniques, obviously therapy and so forth. But the point is those beliefs, it's like you've got, you know, if you use a Bose headphones on the airline, it cancels, they called noise cancellation headphones. And so the, the sound wave comes in, it creates an opposite wave, which then flattens out the sound. The same happens in yourself. If you have a belief that you can't do something, but you have a desire that you want to, or it could be like, I want to own a car, but I don't have enough money. I can't afford it. It cancels it out. And so we have to surface those beliefs and, and change them. Uh, tapping can be used. Again, there are many techniques. The, third, the second thing is people's vibration doesn't match that which they're trying to attract. In other words, you need to always be in a state of joy, love, abundance, gratitude, um, you know, high vibration states. And when you're in a state of sadness, grief, uh, anger, resentment, hopelessness, despair, I don't care what you're trying to bring into your life, it won't come because it doesn't match. The law of attraction says you're going to attract to you that which is vibrating at the same level. So it's really critical that you learn how to manage your emotional states and keep yourself happy and high. That's things like meditation, dancing, doing things you love, surrounding yourself with positive people instead of negative people, which will also bring your vibration down. As Jim Rohn says, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So you want to be with positive, uplifting, goal-oriented people. And the third thing that happens is people don't take enough action. The last six letters in the word attraction are A-C-T-I-O-N. Interesting enough, that spells action. And what the secret didn't stress enough, although it did mention it, but didn't stress it enough, is once you get an inspiration to act, you have to act on it. When you're focusing on what you want, when you're vibrating at a high level, when you're visualizing what you want, you're doing the affirmations over and over, you're going to get inspirations to act. Call my brother. Go to this Starbucks instead of that one. Call, call in well today instead of, you know, don't, don't go to work, whatever. Uh, you know, write a book. If you don't do it in the moment that that inspiration comes, you lose what they call the vortex of energy that's behind that inspiration. And that inspiration is the information that's going to take you to where you need to go. And so it's very hard for people sometimes to do things that don't make any sense, even though they've occurred to them. Uh, writing Chicken Soup for the Soul. Every one of my staff said it's a stupid title. No one's ever going to buy the book. 144 publishers agreed with them. 145th said, no, we'll publish it. And that's produced over $100 million in income in my life and my partner's life. So yeah. basically, you have to be willing to act on the inspirations and trust your intuition. And for a lot of people, they're afraid. They don't do it. Yes, I can certainly understand that. I know that I've got a ton of questions I could ask, and we have a very limited amount of time left. I think we probably maybe only have about four minutes left. And so why don't I ask, while I'm thinking about this, the question that I ask every single person who comes on this show, who inspires and motivates you, Jack? Gosh, so many people. Uh, you know, I'm still inspired by Mandela and Mother Teresa and Martin Luther King. I'm inspired by people like Tony Robbins who are playing a big game. I'm inspired by 
the 41st girl in Africa where I helped fund a school for 40 girls. And this one girl walked for three hours to the school and said, why didn't you let me in? I want to be in. And, the, and all the other 40 girls said, please don't make her go. We'll, we'll let her sleep in our bed. She can share our desk. We'll share our food with her. It's that level of I'm going to go for what I want that inspires me, whether it's a big name like Martin Luther King or a little girl in Kenya named Susan Mabet. So I think that every day there are heroes out there that are taking risks, that are trying to reach their goals and, and, and go for their dreams. And, and whether it's a housewife in Peoria who writes a book that I helped uh, her promote and won a Guinness Book World Record for having 100,000 kids being read the same book on the same moment on the same day, or whether it's someone who goes for an Olympic gold medal. Uh, every day I get inspired by new people. I just share one more. Uh, Asia Ford uh, was a, a black woman who'd lost about 100 pounds, was walking in a, running in a 6K, 10K race in Louisville. And Officer uh, Aubrey uh, Gregory got out of his car as she started to walk and didn't think she could make it. And he took her arm and he walked her the last two miles. That level of hero, heroism, that level of giving, that level of uh, serving every day is just... Uh, makes me get up and smile and want to continue to work. Wow. Those are phenomenal answers. I just love that, Jack. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that we're going to be ending here in the next two or three minutes. I want to tease a few topics that we're not going to have a chance to talk about. It'll help people think about buying this book if they want to. It's called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. If you've ever wondered about how to constructively view rejection, how to effectively deal with it, that topic is covered in this book. If you want to learn more about the importance of feedback and how to constructively work with that, both positive and negative feedback, we prefer one over the other. But actually, if you do it right, you can help someone feel really good about the thing that they didn't do right and help them to do better next time. That's in this book. Uh, the importance of learning how to ask. There are right and wrong ways of asking for something. If you do it in a way that creates a win-win scenario for both you and the person that you're asking from, you can create wonderful, wonderful results. So those are three more topics that we're probably not going to have a lot of time to talk about, but uh, those are in the book. Get that book, The Success Principles. Here's one more thing I want to ask. If you could do anything differently or if you were starting over today, Jack, what would you do? I would have started writing books sooner. I would have uh, taken more seminars than I did when I was young because I realized everything I know and do is because I took a seminar or read a book. Uh, and you know, I would uh, probably hang out with people that I, I was afraid to approach sooner. You know, I had to overcome my own low self-esteem and fear of rejection, but I've learned how to do that and all that's in the book, as you said. And I just want to say if people want to get uh, – if they go to thesuccessprinciplesbook.com and order the book through that website at Amazon – They'll get back a receipt and they'll send that to us and they'll get a bunch of bonuses, including the first two chapters of the book they can download immediately. The Instant Income Business Planner by my co-author, Janet Schweitzer, a Daily Disciplines and Success Poster, and also a DVD uh, on how to create a significant life. It's an hour long and an hour long audio on the most asked questions about the success principles. So about $100 worth of freebies if you order through my website and you'll still go to Amazon.com and do it the normal way. That's fantastic. I, I love that very, very much. And I know that uh, you do an event, a live event called Breakthrough to Success, which is based largely on the principles in this book. In fact, it's a, a long, what, five, six, seven-day intensive that, that really it, helps people work through some of the examples and, and really it, kind of helps. It's a five-day intensive, and it's uh, Monday through Friday, August 10th to 15th this year in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And you can go to jackcanfield.com, and just you'll see a button that says uh, – 
breakthrough to success. We also have a, <coughs> excuse me, just getting over a cold. We also have a train the trainer program now where we're training people to teach these principles so they can become a success principles trainer. We've actually certified 500 people from 40 countries. Our goal is to train a million people by the year 2030. So if you're interested in becoming a success principles trainer, you can do that as well at jackcanfield.com. That's great. We've got about a minute and a half left. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that you haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Something near and dear well, to your heart talk, that you'd like our let, audience Let's to talk about a, a feedback for a moment. This is a question that everyone can use to improve their life. Ask your wife, your children, your, your staff, your boss this question every week. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the quality of? Then it could be our relationship, me as an employee, my product, my service, this class, whatever it might be. Anything less than a 10 gets a follow-up question that says, what would it take to make it a 10? This is where the valuable information is. Most people never ask that because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. But I promise you, you're the only one who doesn't know. I ask my wife that every Friday. If I didn't, the hairdresser would know, her mother would know, her sister would know, but I wouldn't know how to improve the relationship. So whatever it is, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Ask for feedback, then you're going to be able to improve everything in your life, and your life will get very magical. I mean, feedback is so important, and most people have never been taught how to do it. Wow, that's great stuff. Once again, the book is The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. The 10th anniversary edition is out right now. And Jack Canfield, thank you so much for being a very special guest on Success Profiles Radio this week. It was an honor and a privilege to have you here, my friend. Thank you for having me, Brian. And we'll come back and answer some of those other questions in the near future. All right, great. We are coming toward the end of our show. This has been Success Profiles Radio, and Jack Hanfield's book is phenomenal. There are 64 principles in this book, and if you read through this book, I'll tell you what, when I bought this book in 2005, this is the only book I read all year long. That's how much I believe in this book. I did some of the exercises. I made margins in the book, and I highlighted things, and I I did some of these things, and I'll tell you what, it it is life-changing if you let it. You, you can't just read it. You have to participate in the exercises that you're doing, and it is so helpful. There's also an audio program, which I listen to in my car. In fact, I was listening to it uh, this weekend, so it's great. Get the success principles, how to get from where you are to where you want to be. You can find it in any bookstore. You can find it on Jack's website, like he talked about before. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on LinkedIn, Brian K. Wright. And my Twitter handle is at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also go to BrianKWright.com, get regular updates about the show, new things I'm up to, and how I can help you achieve more. And again, if you are thinking about writing a book, hit me up on BrianKWright.com, go to the coaching page, leave a comment or question, and let's talk about that. We will come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. This has been Success Profiles Radio, where we talk to amazing experts who are successful in some area of their life, and we talk to them about how they did it, how they achieved, what they overcame, and how we can overcome.